1: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. ba 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 At participating McDonald's.
2: Hello and welcome to the BBC Country Farm Magazine podcast. The podcast if you love exploring the British countryside. My name is Fergus Collins, and I'm the editor of the magazine. This episode I head over the Cambrian Mountains into Ceredigion in West Wales, to the remote abbey called Strata Florida. Here I helped out an archaeological dig, alongside archaeologist Gemma Besant and historian David Austin from the Strata Florida Trust. They've set up an archaeology school on the site this year. It turned out to be one of the best days in the countryside I've ever had. Here's how I got on. I've just spent the night in the village of um, which is harder to spell than it is to say, but it's a beautiful little village, I'd never heard of it before. And it has two pubs where, where you can stay one called the Red Lion, one called the Black Lion. So it's a battle of lions. You'll be lion, lion and a lion. Um, and lovely little terrace cottages all the way down the high street. I think there's one shop here. And a post office, brilliant. Well, one shop is the post office. Uh, So today I'm off to Strata Florida Abbey. And I'm going to be learning about archaeology. And why we need more archaeologists. And I might even be doing a bit of digging. Hopefully finding some treasure. And um, these little drove up across wales last night um over the cambrian mountains the most wonderful beautiful drive on a glorious july early july evening and uh passing through towns like tregaron um which are sort of find sort of old farming towns tregaron still has its market and it's really uh towns of, this is definitely the heart of Welsh-speaking Wales, or one of the hearts of Welsh-speaking Wales. One interesting thing is that um, across the village you can hear the screams of swifts jackdaws, but occasionally the whistles of um, red kites. I can see one now. Two, in fact, over the town, They're calling to each other. Swifts this is the heart of red kite country there we go, swifts they're only here for another month which is um, very mean of them I think to disappear so quickly absolutely fantastic they're like a little tiny anchor in the sky but wow, they are incredibly acrobatic maneuverable I love watching them skim over the tops of the roofs. There's a little pack of four just screaming together and they come like zooming over the pub. Oh there's a, a peacock butterfly it's only a quarter to nine and a bee buzzes around me. Um, just watching it's a blue sky with these very high wispy clouds. It's gonna be a really hot day so the sun creams on but I've arrived at Strata Florida which is a ruin in, um, in a lovely valley surrounded by wooded hills and some slightly more stark hills to the, to the east um, which are more the Cambrian mountains so the setting is absolutely beautiful, it's a glorious sunny day um, I'm standing beside quite a modern cemetery surrounded by wooded hills so I can see some of the ruins from the churchyard and. It's uh, a swifts over the ruins. There's a existing arch, a surviving arch, but beyond that, I can't see what else there is. Um, and we're going to be digging there later see if we can find some medieval treasures. There's the black cap. Yeah, sheep on the hills, oak trees mountains, little gushing rivers, medieval ruins, this is deepest Wales. Before I leave the churchyard I've just discovered there's a very small tomb, uh, headstone, to a sort of Welsh bard gone. found it just a tiny little thing yes here it is Miss Garn um, who was a shepherd poet in the 19th century and early 20th was a community poet which Wales is famous for and it's a very modest headstone tiny really 8 inches tall it just has the letters I S C A. R.N. is gone. So, Isgán was the pseudonym of Richard Davis, a shepherd who spent his entire life in the community in which he was born, the remote, lonely mountain area between Strata Florida and the small market town of Tregaron. He was one of the Birth Qualad rural poets who wrote poetry mainly about the community, strongly influenced by their environment including nature and the people. He competed prolifically at the Estedfoddai, um, and frequent winner, both locally and nationally. Uh, so he had no formal learning, but was a famed poet, how very typically rural Welsh.
0: Can you see those garden sheds? There's oh, yeah. a major archeological site in that field. Underneath think that field is full of Cistercian buildings. And then there's mines on the top of the hill and farms off so we've been doing all, a research project here for like 20 years now really. all so part of
2: the Cistercian Empire and not right, Empire yeah. the kind of holdings here yeah had, and yeah. then
0: it turned into a farm and obviously the farmhouse and the farm were built on top of more Cistercian stuff yeah and so when we started to develop this building here
2: is this part of the Cadu's No, responsibility? this is is part a private of the
0: strata Florida trusts. The Charles Trust acquired the farm and the building
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, to develop into a heritage centre and, and etc. Yeah. So there's a commercial development going on here and a research project at the same time. And I'm involved in both, as is David.
2: Yeah.
0: So this barn is probably, I don't know, 17th or 18th century or even okay. 19th century. But they built on top of the ruins of,
2: of, the, of the buildings. Wow. Yeah. OK. How many Cistercians would have lived on this uh, that's complex? That's a million dollar
0: question. Uh. Well, we found out recently that um, thirty monks came here to establish the site, and they were living down the road while they were building the abbey. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a big community.
2: And when, when was it? When, when was its sort of heyday?
0: Um, well, it was it was begun in the 12th century, so the 12th, 13th century was mm-hmm. its heyday. But then it kind of suffered kind of contractions after that. Okay. Yeah. The interesting site inside um, the yard. We're going to have a look at that is a Cistercian aqueduct and of course they're famous for their water systems oh, really? Cistern, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. cistercians that's where that, means is that right sort of, yeah. I didn't
2: know that okay that's yeah. interesting
0: so what they would do is yeah. they'd lay out a whole kind of um, water system you know fresh water in and yeah. foul water drains out clever and we found the main kind of water supply which is a big sort of stone lined channel mm. and it's full of 13th century ceramics and at the end of the 13th century interesting things were happening in Wales um, so we think. in terms of politically yeah, politically, or, the Edwardian, yeah, Edward the yeah. first came and kind of laid waste to much of this area of Wales. So, we think that was a period of contraction that something bad's happened here, basically. And then mm. they thought, well, we can't use this thing anymore, we need to fill it in with rubbish. And that's what that
2: so you've got a layer of interesting things to we find. Had, yeah.
0: Indeed, yeah. And then this morning, they've just found this. Um, can you see the paving here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, just, just literally here, yeah, literally here,
2: underneath um, a sort of. Was this tarmac or something? Well, this
0: is just kind of, uh, I don't know, several hundred years of uh, accumulation of agricultural yard, I guess. It's okay. Literally hot off the press. We've got some archaeology happening.
2: Uh, Brilliant. And you're you're an archaeologist? I am uh, an archaeologist, yeah. yeah. I
0: worked at the University of Wales with David on the research project since Mm -hmm. 1999,
2: really. Uh, And what's the important... I mean, obviously, it's an important historical centre and sheds a lot of light on Welsh history, but it's... There are lots of places like that. Why why here? Is it because there's the opportunity? Yeah,
0: David will be the best to fill you in on this, but it is a key kind of central political and cultural centre for for Welsh politics for, you Mm. know, over 800 years, really. Right, yeah. You know, the the Welsh... So this
2: was much more populated in the distant past than it it is today, really.
0: Imagine. I mean, come and have a look in this field because Mm. this is quite interesting. This is a whole other story. So this would have been a kind of busy place for several hundred years. It would have been an industrial processing centre. So this this field, we won't go in, but we call it the earthwork field because it's full of lumps and bumps. Uh,
2: Yeah, and these are made uh, lumps and bumps. They
0: are. This flat area behind where the sheep are, I mean, most of the back end of that field would have been um, um, an infirmary, so a medieval hospital, and that would have been a whole complex on itself. It would have had, um, you know, dormitories and chapels and kitchens, so, this would have been full of buildings in here. And then over in the corner, right in the far corner, we've unearthed um, the remains of a forge mill. So, that was pounding rock to extract lead and that, those types of materials. Really? Well, the monks are doing that? Yes, yeah, the monks they're are doing that. Very
2: high tech, then. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. To, yeah, it's yeah, quite. I suppose uh, they had very the, industrial, you know. They had the manpower, woman power mm-hmm. to. They did, because to,
0: uh, you'd have a, a monastic community here, but yeah. they would be serviced the whole of this valley would have been farms and production centres they had mm. been like tanning hides and kind of farming animals and gardening and producing yeah. ceramics and so they
2: had lots of people working for them they basically. did they were they the lay brothers or something was that just or is it just ordinary sort of peasant folk
0: well the lay brothers yeah certainly but mm. I mean invisible then you would have what you would call you know euphemistically termed peasants yeah and they're their families and you know mm. their farms and and they're all alive. feeding
2: into into this exactly yeah. and,
0: and the village at the end was established um bont as we call it ponch de Vendigide.
2: yeah yeah i was, uh, I was the bridge to at to the, the blessed
0: ford that was established in the 12th century to form a dormitory of people to service this enormous monastery so it would have been wow. a busy place it would have been there would have been smoke ballowing out of there and noise and mills and you know um farms
2: chainsaws
0: <laughs> <Train> source, yeah. <laughs> that's the guy who does the um, he, he does the sort of maintenance of the Cadu site and he's also right. the grave digger as well I see. so he's always here doing mowing grass and, yeah, and doing yeah, things yeah, so. yeah.
2: And you're, you're opening up the archaeology to, yes. to,
1: to creating a school for archaeologists that's right Is that the, that, that's, that, that. That, that, that's right well as I say we, we've been digging here summer excavations with students since 2004 full time and we now know there's a huge asset here one of the things we know is there's 126 acres of monastery here yeah. at that size it is the largest in the united kingdom that we know of okay there may be others and we've been able to attract now major research resources which is employing employing Gemma to do all of this but as part of the uh, development of a center here for welsh history welsh culture and so on we are uh, going to have to create sustainable businesses Mm -hmm. and one of the things that we clearly want to do building on this asset and our experience here is to create summer schools, summer teaching programs and so on which centre on the archaeology, the techniques and skills of archaeology and one of the things we want to be engaged in, it's going to take us two or three years to get geared up for all of this, is actually using the site as a means of taking people who've got an interest in archaeology or want to have a career in archaeology I'm training them up with the field skills skills. Yeah. And that's the essence of what we're beginning here uh, this summer, and that's we will. And we're, what we will be do- what we are doing um, it's all a bit experimental this year, because it's the first year of doing it this way, mm-hmm. um, is uh, really uh, catering on a very broad spectrum for a lot of people who are interested in archaeology, and we're very keen in particular. Uh, to widen access to people who might find it difficult. We're working, for example, with Breaking Ground Heritage uh, who are skilled in dealing with veterans, their problems and disabilities. Okay. But that will also give us a capability in, in, in the longer term, by next year I'm hoping, uh, to deal with people who have uh, learning difficulties, people who have uh, emotional problems, people who are Uh, under social care for example and I think the big thing for us about the site is that Strataflora historically has always had huge huge meaning for Mm -hmm. Welsh culture and Welsh history Um, and at 126 acres it was clearly designed to be the Westminster Abbey of Wales which it came to be known as Mm. people think that's because there are princes buried here and indeed there are Uh, but I think it's really because the, the Welsh patron the man called Lord Freese of de Haybarth, Prince of South West Wales. He really wanted to establish a Welsh state I in see. counterbalance to the English state. Mm-hmm. And uh, he needed the Westminster Abbey, because oh, Westminster Abbey in the early Middle Ages uh, was in fact the bureaucracy of the state, the English state. Um, people like Beckett, for example, being great chancellors, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, that's how it all worked. So he was, he was following that model. And that was thirteenth century. This talking? was twelfth century. century. Okay. Yeah. The 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 abbey. Eleven hundred. Yes, the abbey was first established eleven sixty four, but the Lotteries re-establishes in eleven eighty four on this side. He moves it uh, with the cistercians, and this place becomes uh, where one of the things that they do, for example, is start to collect together all the oral traditions of poetry, history, mm. law, which have been kind of out there. Um, And then drawing and producing them as manuscripts and actually creating the literature, the baseline for the literature of Wales. first history of Wales in Welsh is written here. Uh, We feel, we think that the Mabinogi, the the great early stories of of this kind of weird and wonderful world of the Celtic Celtic twilight, um, that that actually was all drawn together here. The four branches were written here. We certainly know that it was a patron of poetry and there are several manuscripts which we know actually written in the scriptorium here. And it's this a tradition... It's a bardic kind of... Oh, it's like, a, hu- yeah. a bardic tradition, yeah. but it, it's... I'm really it, interested in that. As well, the sort of bardic way. tradition is fantastic. The, Lord, the, 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 the abbots themselves in the later Middle Ages, and they may well have been in the early Middle Ages, for all we know, but the documentation is unclear, were patrons. In other words, we have um, from people like Gittardglyn, for example, uh, praise poetry oh. for the abbots and, and yes, war. that's right, yeah. well, as if they paid <laughs> <Yeah>. for you, <laughs> uh, which which is yeah. all really rather hugely exaggerated. Yeah. You know, yeah. you would think that they they they, they built a, yeah. a cathedral here, yeah. um, but well, it is almost a cathedral. Uh, but we we now know that in selecting this site, they selected a site which is probably. Deeply meaningful uh, and had been a religious site at least since the sixth century, and maybe even earlier than that. One of the things I said, one of the things I'd like to do is to take you up to the top of the valley here because that sacredness is all about the water that flows through yeah, this landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I love that that, that sense of connection it, to the landscape and the importance and it, well, of these the resources are sacred. Yeah,
1: no, I think so. And mm. also, of course, the Cistercians were well known for healing. Mm. Gemma has actually, I think she's found the, uh, I think she's found infirming. it as well, the infirmary. <laughs> oh mentioned of, the infirmary over, over there. Over yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we are doing, and we've got a very large Arts and Humanities Research Council grant for this, we're looking at what we call sacred landscapes Is a way in which monasteries, in particular, uh, are embedded in landscapes that are already sacred. They're not, in a sense, just chance arrivals mm. anywhere in the landscape that these landscapes have been meaning for a, for a long time. So up the valley here, mm-hmm. which is where I'd like to take you, mm-hmm. um, is the source of the Avon glass Route, which is a river that runs mm-hmm. down through here. And the Cistercians, when they arrived, manipulated that water. They diverted it uh, so that they could clear the whole of this bottom part of the valley here for the monastery. But they also t- tapped the water uh, and brought it in. And this summer we will be, uh, Gemma will be excavating mm-hmm. the aqueduct, which she found over the winter uh, which runs underneath the baby, in here, um, and so it's bringing, kepting,
2: bringing water straight from the stream. Straight bringing
1: through. bringing water through a series of uh, oh. a, a, of conduits uh, and open channels, and the survivors of the open channels up there in ponds, mm. and the water is used for a whole variety of different purposes. But the key thing from our point of view is that the top reservoir, which is managing that water, the key thing for us, I think, about the water, is that it is fed at the top. One of, the stri- one of the sources of water up there is a holy well. Oh. And the water, in a sense then, all the water that comes through here is holy water. And they use it, part of it is diverted into the centre of the church itself, quite unique, well not uniquely for Britain so far, but we found one other example in Brittany where there's a holy well in front of the high altar of the church, in other words the, right at the centre of the right of the church is holy water and holy water which is regarded as essential of life uh, but also has huge healing properties and powers Mm. and we think that they created a whole rite around that the point about that holy well is that that was there and created before the Cistercians came and they let's go completely off tack yeah is it possible to do a little bit of digging digging? yeah digging digging
2: sounds that would be amazing I think it would be very nice for me I've never done it and
1: it's
0: a bit like a building site that's here, fine
2: that's it? fine <laughs> so what, what if you came for a dig here what would you expect okay
0: to? let me go and grab some equipment and we'll yeah. go in and we'll okay. do some digging and then I'm we simplified. will find stuff so oh
2: okay brilliant yeah.
0: hang on that so we can get in and out okay,
2: okay. so i'm heading so down into a pit in. with Gemma. It's a
0: squeeze, but we will find things great so you are stood inside a medieval Eight hundred year old Cistercian drain, <laughs> or eight hundred year old Cistercian water supply.
2: Yeah, cistern.
0: A cistern, yeah, exactly. Um, these are your tools of your trade. There's
2: right, so a little sort of rhombus-shaped, diamond-shaped trowel and yeah. a shovel.
0: And a shovel. And what we're aiming to do is, all of this rubble in front of us is inside these two walls. is inside this kind of.
2: So this has all been put in the drain, it or has. fallen in the drain, or been.
0: We think it's been deliberately backfilled. And we can date it by finding bits of...
2: So it's two feet, three feet high, four feet high. No, three feet high, yeah.
0: Well, actually, the top of the drain has been lost. Where we excavated it inside the baidi when they were developing there, it comes up, Mm. meets almost um, together, the two side walls, and then there are big slabs along the top. So the top of this has been chopped off, probably by agricultural activity. Um, What we want to do is we want to... Can you see behind, you can see the layers.
2: Yeah.
0: There's like a dark layer here of charcoal. Mm. So these represent different backfilling events. So what we do as archaeologists is we dig those layers off systematically. I see. And the things that we find in each, each of the layers, we can try and date them. And then we can work out what happened when, backwards in time. So what we're going to do is we're just going to give this a scrape. We're going to take this top layer off. Okay. Okay. So, what we do basically is we get underneath these um,
2: These bigger rocks, is that uh, And all, all of these can come up here. Yeah, literally.
0: Yeah. Think of it as a sort of three to four inch thick layer that's going to go all the way back there. Okay. So, open this rubbish, chuck it in there. Now, this layer we know from this little pit that we've already dug is absolutely chuck a block full of. Ceramics, bits and bobs from pots and jugs and... and
2: from, what, 19th century or, no, or later?
0: from the 13th century. Oh,
2: really? Okay, so proper medieval bits of...
0: Proper th- medieval bits of... Proper, what we call a domestic assemblage. This one
2: here? What, every, yeah, take everything, that
0: yeah. out, yeah. This right. is a
2: of bit of... Some sort of fire or...
0: Yeah, what would happen is... Um, people would be cooking or cleaning you know perhaps in the refectory they'd be feeding a lot of people two or three times a day and they'd make a big rubbish pile called a midden yeah so any bits of broken pots bits of bone from dinners and food would go into this big pile and that, that of course is ideal for manuring fields mm. for you know um you've got to get rid of that rubbish and we think that's what's happened if they've used part of that rubbish tip to fill this in when they no longer needed it so and of course because it's such a lovely sunny day today it's quite difficult to see different colours of bits yeah, of ceramics yeah, So what you're looking for then. are orange coloured
2: um, sort of clay pots. Or yeah top. clay
0: pots. Yeah, exactly that.
2: we so are literally digging into medieval history. Here. You
0: are literally digging into medieval history.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, we, we expect to find oh, an enormous amount of... So Ceramic material this summer.
2: What's this here? Oh, there you go. That...
0: It's fired material because it's kind of clayey. Yeah. It's got that kind of orange colour to it. It's probably a piece of brick.
2: It's very, very, very soft, and it's yeah. just going to fall Dig apart. Dig it out and see what. Mm.
0: Sometimes you have to. You can't make an omelette without breaking eggs, is the. Oh really? So it's not <laughs> quite as
2: gentle as it looks on sort of time team. It and...
0: depends what you're digging. If we we're, mm. we're we're digging basically medieval rubble, so we mm. can
2: be a bit bolder. We can
0: bit. be more, yeah, appropriate to, okay. you know, in.
2: so there's a little bit of sort of medieval okay. brick. Okay,
0: what, what we do when we get something that we want to keep is we put it into our find tray. Yeah. So just drop that in there. Um, so people this summer will have a, an opportunity to find material right there. So we found mm. bone and coins and bits of other ceramics.
2: So they could, all, anything could have been thrown into this trench. Absolutely anything,
0: the yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of bone there, look, oh, yeah. fragment of bone.
2: Animal bone then, presumably? It's
0: probably something? animal bone, yeah. yeah. Probably from someone's dinner, yeah. I guess.
2: Yeah, just chucked in there.
0: Ah, oh, finds. Those,
2: those
0: <laughs> <are> <laughs> some past we found
2: earlier. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm glad you got oh, you've got some.
0: Got gold coin there. Yeah. Um. Some fantastic finds here, but I'm going to get this out because any opportunity to...
2: Yeah. So these are...
0: These are the sorts of things we would expect to find here, but these are the special things that we have found over the years. Yeah. Um, for instance, we know that Strata Florida was a centre for diplomats. People were coming and going all the time, um, but also on pilgrimage, and it no. was kind of a medieval tourism. People would go from abbey to abbey, all over northern Europe, and come here. And... Um, they would little. purchase this kind of item. It's a shell, so it's, it's like—is that the
2: Santiago type shell? It there?
0: is exactly, yeah. It's hmm. the, the Santiago de Compostela, but they would—it's um. Oh,
2: like it? Like you put? Like you get those little coins, tourist uh, coins at sites. That's says, exactly okay, right. right. It's exactly
0: yeah. the same kind of industry. What's that made from? Is it's that metal? lead. If lead. you hold it, you can feel how heavy it is. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's got
2: a bit of weight in it. It's got lovely. Design underneath, like a yeah. like, heraldic
0: heraldic design. But yeah, yeah. part of the tourist yeah. industry, and that would be part of the um, proof of pil- pilgrimage. Um, but also other special finds. Yeah,
2: the gold coin. <laughs> it's a massive gold coin. Charles. You've got it's to get a, a massive gold
0: this. coin. Um, what date was this, David? 14th uh, 14, century.
1: 1434.
0: Um, it's a, a gold noble. Can I touch it? Yeah, please do.
2: Oh, it's heavy. Yeah, Value it's heavy. 13 and 4. So it's a sh- How much it's a is that sh- worth today? <laughs> it's a ship. Oh. Is it a ship? It's
0: a ship. Isn't it fantastic?
2: That is so beautiful. And yeah. it's got a, so a knight or a king. Is it king on yeah, a ship? It's got a ship on one side. Yeah, with a with a guy with a, a shield and a sword. Yeah, that's right. And then it's... Then oh,
0: fantastic.
2: Side. Where did you find that? We found that not far
0: house. from here in the gatehouse excavation. That
2: is just the that's just th- a treasury of the exactly what you'd want to find. <laughs> exactly, on
0: this is what we this is what we want people to come and dig yeah. up this summer. That would yeah. be fantastic. I mean, that's a really special. Yeah. You don't find many of those, but um, oh. they are here. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, the pottery, the ceramics, yeah. are the normal thing that you find. Okay, that's medieval pottery, and oh, a lot oh, right. of tiles.
2: Oh yes, so it's got a glaze on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's lovely. Isn't it? Oh
0: yeah, that's got a kind of lead glaze. Mm. Yeah. So, so very distinctive.
2: That. If you found that, you'd know that that's
0: exactly. What's it like on the uh, burnt? <laughs> yeah, burnt exactly. But it's very characteristically orange. A lot of times, so it's mm. quite easy so to find. So that's what we're looking for, right? Exactly. And then uh, ceramicists will be able to date that based on its form and the, the, mm. the inclusions in the fabric, and then they will be able to tell you what whether that was a bowl or a jug or yeah. A floor tile like this, yes. um, the I abbey was, was tiled, all the buildings of the abbey were tiled throughout with really very fancy, stuff. yeah, yeah. sort floral
2: kind of pattern or something, oh no, that's
0: yeah, a number of different patterns, and they were geometric, but yeah. some of them had um, their the famous tile here was a person standing with a, a mirror and then a dog sat next to them, so yeah. very, you know, interesting things to look for. Oh.
1: That is the greatest find that's ever come from the abbey.
0: <laughs> oh, this was
1: wow. a found in the 19th century. This is a, he- that's the head of a monk. All right. It's executed. Oh, the my marvel. goodness. <clears throat> and it is likely to be the head of St. Bernard of Clairvaux, who was is, who is one of the great founding fathers of the Cistercian movement. And um, it is um, a world recognized artifact. I think it is the only sculptured depiction of St. Bernard of really?
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, that's oh, fantastic the
2: material that around. So there's a potential for all sorts of yeah. wonderful things to absolutely. be uncovered
0: Absolutely, yeah oh,
2: absolutely. Amazing, well I mean that's the thrill of archaeology for the amateur You don't places. know what,
1: you, from second to second you don't know what you're going to No, 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 no. There's also
0: an invisible story here as well because some of the deposits down here are waterlogged and that will preserve other elements of the site so um, kind of charred grains, seeds and that kind of thing so c- we can take samples, take them back to our labs at, at Lampeter University and look at the kind of um, diet that people were eating. Yeah. You know, looking at um, reconstructing <coughs> pollen profiles, so what the, the region, what kind of um, herbaceous shrubs yeah. were growing yeah. in the region, that kind of thing. So looking at the agrarian economy by taking bags of waterlogged deposits. And Stuff
2: that wouldn't be preserved elsewhere. Exactly, oh. yeah.
0: They're really quite oh. exciting. So that, to us, is just as exciting, almost, as one of those. It tells more of the yeah, story, yeah. I suppose. Well, in <laughs> yeah.
2: fact, probably yeah. more exciting. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you can get more more of the actual history.
0: I'd quite like to find a gold coin.
2: That would be good. I've
0: yes. never found one of those. The
2: gleam yeah, of gold. A 14
0: year old volunteer, a, a long time ago now, and he since was inspired to go and do a degree in Archaeology and he's graduating this summer from Exeter. So oh, well, a that's, nice a good, story, that's a great you know. story,
2: yeah. <laughs> so then why wouldn't you be inspired after?
0: Well exactly, yeah. And of course your method of digging depends on what you're doing, so we yeah. do have, we've had, um, Machine digging here while we've been developing bigger areas.
1: We can't have yeah, 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 Contaminate our
0: layers. (laughs) Fairly delicate layers like this, we'll do by hand, but then bigger areas we'll clean off by machine, um, or we might be shoveling areas off. So the way that you do things depends on what you're doing. So people say, oh, you must be very patient being an archaeologist who's scraping away. But actually, I'm yeah. very impatient. So we like to get things <laughs> Let's get me so that we here. can find out what's happening. Yeah. So we don't use a brush very often. You see people with little paint brushes Oh, and yeah, beads, yeah. And we we a... don't do that a lot on this site because that's more to do if you're digging up quite delicate things like burials or very early hominid sites. You'd be very careful with mosaics, that kind of thing. Whereas this kind of archaeology is a little bit, it could be a little bit rougher.
2: just mm. take some of this away?
0: Yes, please. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Thank you.
2: So that's just a taster of the day I had. And there is much more to talk about. So look out for another podcast from Strata Florida later in the year. And if you'd like to join David and Gemma on site and help uncover the secrets of the Cistercians, it's open to all. You can email info at stratafloridatrust.org to find out about the various courses, day digs and weekends away that you can have there. And you may find treasure yourself. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and you can find out lots more about the British countryside at our website countryfile.com. And don't forget that we also have a multi-award winning print magazine available at the bigger news agents and most supermarkets. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye for now.